11 seconds left in Super Bowl 57, 35, 35 tie. The kick is good, and Kansas City leads 38-35 with eight seconds to go. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection. Hello and welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Uh, tonight you got yourself Neil and I'm joined again by Chris this week. Chris, how you doing, man? I was going to say I'm terrible thanks as the, uh, you know, like a standing joke, but I'm not <laughs> going to say that this time. Uh, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, yourself? I'm very well, thank you for asking, yeah. And we have another blast from the past. After after the triumphant comeback of Chris and Duncan last week with a lot of um, homes under the hammer and daytime telly talk, I'm fascinated to see what owen will bring back to the team owen but how are you i feel like you've set the the bar very high there (laughs) with what i'm going to bring to the table um but hello yeah i'm great good to be back long time no here yeah it's been a while again yeah i know it's uh it's very sporadic that i'm in the uh i'm in the podcast now in the off season take a nice little nfl break um but But now i'm just one for season yeah you're just kind of into the the preseason warm up now. This is like your training camp before we get to the regular yeah, season. Yeah, I'm in the OTAs now. Looking forward to it. You, did, hit the you ground running hold, come September. You didn't hold out during the summer or something, did you? We never <laughs> oh no, I'm committed. I'm committed. I was, I was never going anywhere else. But um, yeah, you know, I had some family time. I uh, you know enjoyed my summer break. But now I'm ready to hit the ground running in training camp. Excellent. Should we should we do Chris Jones first, just because? You know, there's the off chance something might get announced while we're recording this, but uh, it's pretty slim as I just switched Twitter on just to check, just in case. Uh, Chris Jones, on a scale of 1 to 10, Owen, how concerned are you now after he's missed one game and will miss a second by the look of it? Um, Concerned in in what sense? That that he's out the door or concerned about his performance next year? Because I think... I think he's going to stay. I think I think he'll be I think he'll be around this year um, and see out the last year of his, of his contract. Right, this is the final year. I think. Um, yes. Yeah, I I'm not concerned that he won't play. I think I think he'll he'll be there. Um, but you know, you do want to get regardless of how many years you've been in the league, you do want to get those preseason reps in, however many or few you know you can get in. Um, so concerned about him not getting seen the field too much, yeah, a little bit, but I, I think he'll still be a chief going into the regular season. Um, he seems to love the team and, and, and the city, so I don't know. We'll see. He's racked up like two million dollars now in fines, <laughs> and if if he misses, I think I think I read earlier if he misses all three preseason games, he'll end up at about three and a half million in fines, like. You're negotiating a new contract, Chris. You better hope, because they can't waive those fines. That was part of the last CBA, was that he's going to have to pay them. So, like, are they, are they just kind of negotiating an extra three and a half mil to pay off his fines now? Um, I'm just, hmm. I, I don't see what he's achieving now by continuing to hold out. Well, is he achieve it is he looking for i mean that was going to ask Owen then so you think he's going to be playing next season i agree but is he going to be playing with a new deal signed or without a new deal signed and then he potentially walks for nothing as a free agent at the end of the season which i would find gut-wrenching if that was the case then you I, think, I think he'll do that 
yeah, I, I think he'll he'll stick with, with. I don't think they'll get a deal done before this this season starts. I mean, we're on, we're less than a month away. We're, we're three weeks away from, from week one, so I don't know. Um, I think he might just 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 play it out and then and then see if he can get you know a deal done with the Chiefs or elsewhere next season. Um, I mean, I get it. He is you know a, a top two interior defensive lineman, if not one uh, in the league. So I, I don't I don't blame him for for wanting to get paid. Um, as he deserves to get paid, um, and you know it's difficult with a team like the Chiefs who 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 need to keep like you know a good, like a, a decent manageable cap space, like t- because they want to compete with Mahomes. So I understand both sides of the argument. I, I, I don't I don't think he's been unreasonable. I don't think the Chiefs have been unreasonable. But um, yeah, I think it will he'll play out this year with his contract and see what happens next year, um, whether it's here or elsewhere. So I, I was messaging with. Charles Robinson from Yahoo earlier on and his take was he hasn't heard anything specific but he he still expects Chris Jones to sign a contract with the Chiefs um I I would be inclined to agree with that but um I, I think the problem is like he'll play this year for us I don't have any doubt about that but if he doesn't sign a new contract now I don't see him one signing one at the end of the season and carrying on playing for us. If he doesn't sign a contract within the next week or two with us, then he's gone at the end of the season and he's a free so, agent. So, I'll ask you at this point then, if that's the case, as the Chiefs, do you then try and cash in and trade him? Or no. do you carry on for that one extra season and just cross that bridge when you come to it, when he walks away in free agency? Yes. If you go another, uh, right, another line of him not signing a new deal. Uh, as we've kind of talked in the chat you can't replace him at them now like there's no. just not possible so you can't you have no choice but to play him and hey as Terrace used to say the contract season's undefeated like chris go out and earn yourself a shit ton of money rack up another 15 sack season you can go to whoever you want and say i want 35 million a year because i've just had two 15 sack seasons knock yourself out go for it mate congratulations you've won three rings by that point hopefully you know, you've done everything that's been asked of you. You you go and you earn as much as you can somewhere else. Go get a payday. That yeah. leads me very nicely, that's such a great segue, onto the fact that we were talking about some random cryptic tweets from Chris Jones yes. over the last few days. One of which, if people have seen it, is just three words. Betty Davis eyes. Now, Owen... Mean nothing to you. <laughs> this is this is the first I've heard of this. I I must have missed this tweet from Chris. I right. do you know not what, a clue. Do you, do you know what Betty Davis Eyes is? No. It's a song from the nineteen eighties by a woman called Kim Carnes. Now I looked up whether it was something that you know, I looked up the lyrics. I looked up whether it was uh, you know, is it the you know, we were talking earlier on. My mother always kind of used to take joy in telling me about what my baby song was. Now, my baby song, if you've not heard of that, is the song, as we were talking about just before the pod started recording, is the song that's number one on the day that you were born. Now, I looked to see if that song was anything to do with Chris Jones on the day he was born, which, you know, doesn't take a genius to realise that that's not the case because, you know, he'd have been in his 40s. But it's not. However, looking at the lyrics, there's a few things that kind of made me just raise my eyebrows a little bit and kind of, I think, prompts discussion. Now, in the lyrics, one thing that's mentioned, there's a particular line that says she's as pure as New York snow. 
Now, conspiracy theorists, <laughs> is there some offer on the table from New York? Be it the Jets, be it the Giants. That's a stretch in This <laughs> is indeed. <laughs> the other thing, which I'll add in the lyrics, is there's two lines that says, and she'll tease you, she'll unease you. Well, that's what is he's doing at the moment, isn't that? it? Yeah, that's it what he's doing. It could well be. Just, it could be just, just that he likes the song, but it prompts discussion. Is there something in the New York thing? Is there something in the kind of tease you, unease you? You know, it, it doesn't take a genius to realise there's a lot of players do this kind of thing. I mean, Christ, it's pretty much Tyron Matthews' thing. He just it was not the cryptic tweets and then deletes them a few minutes later and like he plays with his followers, that kind of thing. So, you know, is there something in it? Is it just a tease? Is it just he likes the song? Is the song again the New York thing? I can't. I say mean, that. I appreciate the the detective work first of all, but you, you <laughs> don't want to there digging into it that much. The investigative journalism on display is, is fantastic. Just off the, just initial hashtag, impressions. Hashtag analysis. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll take any requests. <laughs> I, I I don't see anything in it myself i think he's just teasing i think he's just having crack he's got to fill his time with something right now because he's not playing bloody football so i i think he's just winding people up now for the crack he's <laughs> just he likes the song he's not doing anything with it he's not there's nothing in that he's just randomly i i think the new york thing was a real stretch like yeah New York has to be up there with one of the most referenced cities in yes. music history. Yeah. People just <laughs> name dropping yeah. New York into their songs. I feel like yeah. it, it's quite a common occurrence. Um, if he so follows yeah, up I, with I multiple, might, yeah. if he follows up with multiple songs referencing New York, then I might be yeah. interested <laughs> in listening to this. Listen, it's, it's, it's tongue in cheek, of course. Obviously, it's just a kind of. <laughs> You know, it's it's something that just it caught my eye a little bit. When I said there was kind of like raised eyebrows, it wasn't as much kind of like a, a in in seriousness. It was a, a little bit of a tongue in cheek thing that it's just it, you know conspiracy it theorists weird, out there. Though. There's some like, people, you know, they'll look into it like that and think, oh, oh yeah, yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. in this. You know, he's gone, he's gone to the Jets or he's gone to the Giants or something. But you know, so, sorry, I'm going. You were you were saying? Yeah, no, just 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 think the whole like cryptic tweet era of athletes on twitter is 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 crazy it's so weird and confusing i really enjoy it it's really fun like you know trying to put the breadcrumbs together and see if it all links back to anything <laughs> or if it's just some guy sat behind his phone just like shit posting waiting for the season to start and just like you know having a bit of fun watching all his followers and all his like fans of the team he plays for like take this bait and stuff like that <laughs> and um, let them all just feast <laughs> what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> any three That's random words like yeah <laughs> Oh, probably. Yeah, that's that's why I think Matthew was doing that whole time, like just having a bit of fun with it and just like, because you know, it's just it's easy to rile people off on social media in their replies and stuff like that. Oh, when you, especially when you're that like high, you know, high acclaim as like Chris Jones and Terry Matthew are with with the Chiefs, um, it, they must have some fun with it. But there there obviously will be some truth in some of the stuff they send out. But yeah, it is it is fun watching it all develop and watch everyone uh, watch everyone try and figure out what's going on. So, so just on the back of, kind of sorry, oh, go on. Yeah, no, go on, go on. I was going to say on the back of that. Interestingly, just before this started, myself, Neil, and Owen, um, when we were spoken, like I spoke about that kind of that the baby song. Is it something to do with kind of that? You know, which obviously it wasn't, but we looked our own up, and there were some very kind of interesting results. One thing that I've always 
found amusing is that for me when i was born what was number one was a song called don't you want me by human league and some of you may know that some of you may not know that but i thought i found the lyric kind of don't you want me baby quite a bit depressing when you've just had a newborn baby and that's what's number one when you you know it's a little bit strange it was kind of it was a bit odd and i thought yeah thank you very much you know is this kind of like the universe conspiring against me on the day that i was born you know so i'm already on a, a path to kind of destruction and sadness without without my having doing anything to deserve it <laughs> but i think Neil, I, what, what was yours Neil? i'm not sure i'm not sure the universe works that well um mine was sugar baby love by the rubettes which gives some indication of my age uh it spent four weeks at number one interestingly enough uh uh yeah so like owen you're never gonna heard of that i i had heard of it no. but i couldn't have told you it was number one on my birthday so um, owen what about you what was yours to remind uh, us mambo number five <laughs> which just gets that perfectly demonstrates the age gap between me and owen there i think <laughs> You got Neil. You got you and me. with a kind of a little bit, uh, you know. There's, there's a bit between us, but then there's Owen, who's like just yeah. completely. I, would, I wouldn't completely be surprised if uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Mambo Number One was up there when Neil was born. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not rule out that possibility. Um, just just to wind up the Chris Jones talk, then yes or no answers. Uh, will Chris Jones be? signing a new contract before we record the next podcast chris yes or no yes owen yes or no signing a new contract yes no no i don't think so i hope so i don't think so yes or no owen no i'll go i'll go yes i i think he has one in the next week We'll keep an eye as we are recording. We're keeping an eye on things to see yeah. anything on the so, back of these cryptic tweets. But interesting, one thing I did see was a couple of days ago there was a tweet from uh, ML Football on Twitter who have got ninety thousand followers, so you know they're not small. Um, and per Tony Pauline, who I think works for, does he work? Do a bit of work for PFF? No idea. Something no like that, but. He's, uh, he's 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 not small town himself. He's got like forty three thousand followers on Twitter, um, saying that the it appears that the communication's broken down between both parties. However, Jones, for whatever it's worth, this quote liked a tweet today saying he would look good in silver and black if the Chiefs don't want him. So <laughs> go figure out, you know, think about that conspiracy theorists. <laughs> is there something to it, or is it just a bit of something and nothing? nothing um but i am going to segue from that into the first preseason game chiefs lost to the saints by a couple of points and the first team defense could have really done with a, a kind of a quality pass rusher on the inside don't you think <laughs> the, the saints got a two drives against the first team defense and two touchdowns and move the ball with ease like Derek yep. Carr looked like a competent quarterback. He had a QBR rating of 140.6. Um, oh, and any, I mean, it's it's so hard to read anything into preseason one. Of course, oh, preseason in general, to be honest. But like, was there anything in? Because the first team offense wasn't exactly stellar either. I think they went punt, punt to start. Any yeah. remote concerns on the first team? performance nah. 
Either of us? <laughs> either of you, yeah, either of you. Um, I think oh, we just looked lethargic a little bit. We just looked as though we were kind of, we seemed a bit sluggish, like it wasn't us. Um, I don't know, but it's it's maybe, even in pre-season, it may be the case of that the Saints have got an opportunity and it's like, look, you know, Red and Super Bowl champions, that's just, it's only pre-season, but let's put one over them anyway. Let's try a bit harder. Um, try and show them it's not going to be an easy season. I don't know. Uh, but they just looked a little bit, we looked a little bit sluggish as though that we weren't really kind of ready and firing on all cylinders. But that's what pre-season's for. You know, it gets that kind of match fitness as you used to, you know, people say, gets that sharpness, uh, gets you back into the swing of it. But we did look a little bit as though that it was a bit too easy for the uh, the offense of the Saints to kind of cut through that defensive line. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's pre-season, regular season, post-season, you clearly are always going to miss somebody like Chris Jones because he set such high standards. He's noticeable by his absence. Yeah, so I think it's just one of those things. Um, I'm not concerned about the regular season. Um, it was just literally a kind of... It's almost like, you know, if you, if you watch Formula One, they do kind of a, they go out and do installation lap and then they come back in. It was kind of like that. It was like, look, first team offense, let's have a little, a bit of a reminder of the game situation. This is what you normally do. You know, go and get yourself lined up against a, an actual opposition, not your teammates. A um, couple of snaps, get yourselves back in and we'll go again next week. Um, Clyde was RB1, three carries for seven yards. Um... <laughs> He didn't exactly look um, impressive in any way, shape, or form. Um, well, the, the running game in general didn't like, but in fact, the, the ones in general didn't. But Clydeman, you're you're playing for your job, like yeah. I mean, just convert him to a slot receiver and forget about running. He's got good hands. He was known for being a good receiving back in college. Um, that's not changed. Just Christ, we've got enough running backs. Just if you want to use him, and you're going to keep him on the roster, use him as a, an extra receiver. Stick him in the slot if you want. Confused team, but as a running back, yeah. we just after haven't seen him. After the Super Bowl, I'm not, I'm not viewing him as, as you know, uh, uh, even, not even the second string running back. Like it's, it's no. Pacheco and and Jet McKinnon's job. I, I don't, I don't know. Ever since the Super Bowl, they both those guys played well. I think you know. He, he's he's not going to be around anyway. I wouldn't like. I'd rather have those two guys ahead of him. Um, so I'm not surprised by a bit of like a you know uh, lackluster performance. It's, it's not exactly uncommon now in the in the Clyde Chiefs era. But you, you're right, Neil. You would expect him to have a bit of fight in him and want to you know um, want to try and grab that roster spot back. But it is what it is. I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not disappointed <laughs> if if he it, doesn't end up doing that. Is he running back three for you, the Owen? Yeah, I'd say uh, so. Uh, At the moment, based on performance. Like, there's been a lot of hype about Daneric Prince through training camp. I I didn't see anything there myself, like, in this game. And he only had four carries for 14 yards, but there, there was no wow, look at him kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I think tr- training camp's different to preseason, and preseason's different to regular season. That they're completely like three different entities in themselves. Yeah. Um, I mean, he could he could have a, have a fantastic game in 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 the regular season and and have this breakout game. But then I think that if you're if you're trying to fight off those three guys ahead of ahead of them, like 
it's going to be tough without an injury to, to one of the other guys. Like it's going to be hard to like, you know, really make, make a name for himself in a regular yeah. season because they've got four guys they can go to in that running back room. So I don't know. It'll be difficult Bargain. for him, I think, but that's why he needs to make the most of the preseason weeks. Okay, just, I would say, actually, I would say there's five because I would just, just chime in with the fact that when I, of all the running backs, the one that looked the most impressive was Jerry Neely, who's down as a running back stroke wide receiver. But, you know, they ain't going to take five running backs on the roster. I think you're talking about three at most. But what I see about Deneric Prince is he just was very much, he's in the same mould as kind of Isaiah Pacheco. He's a bit like your kind of big bruising back that... You know, he's not that kind of shifty small back. I think for me, the dynamics, and I would agree that CEH is the, the running back three. Where I think where the dynamics work with those three, with, with with him, Pacheco, and McKinnon, is that you've generally got Pacheco's your kind of your workhorse, kind of powerful back. You know, your power back. You've got McKinnon is that kind of good, you know, blocker. You know, that blocking running back, but also really good receiving back. Yeah, absolutely. But he's a really good receiving threat. And then when you actually look for something different, he's not really shown it too much, but the ability to kind of, he's got that little bit of kind of dynamicism about him is uh, is kind of CEH over somebody like, I wouldn't want a Prince as the third back who's very much similar to Pacheco. I'd like something different. But what's to say that you don't, you know, he's going to make the roster, CEH is going to make the roster, of course he is. But as, as a similar back, Jerry and Ely kind of has that, Kind of, you know, he's, he's that dynamic back. He's got that um, that kind of wiggle about him. He's not a power back, you know. So it, it, it's an interesting one. But I, certainly for me, I wouldn't like to see Pacheco and Prince um, as two of the three running backs. I think they're a bit too similar. So I think for me, I think Prince is going to miss out. And I'd, well, I'd rather see him miss out for um, Ceh, which I think it's pretty much on the cards. You know, first round draft pick. Yes, it's his last year of his, his rookie deal, and I think he's gone at the end of it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I would rather see that than somebody like Deneric Prince who go on the practice squad and then, you know, take him take from there. He was a future a future player. See, I, I think the problem you'd have there is someone else would take him from the practice squad. I don't think you'd get him that far. Yeah, but I mean, what was he? UDFA? Yeah, but and... he, he's he has looked good in camp, and there's going to be teams who are going to go. You know what? He's he's worth bringing in. Um, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we kept four running backs because we haven't got a fullback now, so that does open up a slot. Yeah, uh, and you'd imagine, no, well, Noah Gray, I think, is the one they kind of keep using in that kind of role. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they took four running backs myself and tried to keep Prince at least for a while. Okay. Um, I don't know, um, but. The bright spot was the receivers, um, which I was very impressed with a whole load of them, really. Um, and then they go and get injured, <laughs> which was less than ideal. Um, Richie James, Chris, you were a big fan of his, weren't you? Kind I of when indeed, picked him yeah. up. Yeah, he I looked, mean, yeah, he looked handy. Yeah, I mean, going back to. You know, I don't know for those people who kind of had seen the articles that went out. I did a kind of four-piece article um, around the Chiefs' free agents who I would let go personally, um, and if those people were let go, who would I actually look to replace them with in free agency? And one of the replacements for McCall Hardman, who I said I let go, was Richie James. Now, he's a guy who he 
drafted by the 49ers. It wasn't really, you know, it wasn't anything special. Kind of buried in the roster. Goes to the Giants last year, had a breakout season. He looked really good. And I didn't see anything that changed that opinion for me when I saw him the other night. I think he looked he looked solid. Um, he was able to create separation. He's got good speed about him. He's got decent hands. I think, for me, he's a guy who I really would like on the roster and he's special teams kind of returnability as well. So I think, for me, he's, he's a guy who probably will make it. Um, well, he will make it. I'm putting oh, my neck will, out. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. But I think he could be a kind of a little bit of a diamond in the rough, to be honest with you. I really do. I think he might turn out to be what we hoped um, thingy uh, Kadarius Tony is going to be, um, except without the dodgy hamstrings and knees or whatever. <laughs> without the elastic legs. Yeah, without the, inju- <laughs> without the injury issues, hopefully. Like, he has, he has a little bit of that to it. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got a bit of that and that kind of um, that gadget playability to him as well that kind of we looked at McCall Hardman for, and um, he's not going to be a miss, McCall Hardman, um, sadly. Uh, I wish I could say it differently, but um, I do see, uh, I think I can see Richard James being a kind of better version and a guy who's going to contribute more than, than Hardman did. Um, overall, I mean, yeah, you get your wow players from Hardman, but you know, we've, uh, we've got a guy that I think, like I say, I think he's going to be a diamond in the rough. I really do. I think I've got high expectations for him, and he'll, I think he'll surprise quite a few people. Yeah. Owen, um, Rashi Rice and Justin Ross, are you on board the hype trains? Um, yeah, I think um, Rice a bit more than Ross. Um, I think just just over personal preference. Um, I think I, I think I've been whipped up by uh, Tomo a little bit with the whole Rashi Rice <laughs> um, hype train. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we've got a lot of a lot of depth at wide receiver, a lot of like young talent that we can play with and, and, and have some fun with. And I, and I think you've, you've got enough there where one of them's going to be, you know, one of them's going to turn out to, to, to be a good contributor to the team, if not more. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I think they've all got potential. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm more so Rice than I am Ross at the moment, but you know, we'll, we'll see as, as the preseason games go on. Um, I, th- I think they, you know, they had they had decent performances, so. The, the one I, who had the best stats for it for reception for 71 was Nico Remigio. And then he went and dislocated his shoulder, um, <laughs> which, which is less than ideal. But I mean, hey, he, he's the Phantom IR, you know, or oh, that, that shoulder looks terrible. You best take the season off and come back next year, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think Am I right in thinking that Ross like picked up? That Ross picked up an injury as well. He did, but I think he's uh, he's been practicing. I think he's okay now. I think oh, he was right, out sweet. the following day. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, the last I the saw that day. he was out, but I didn't see any updates after that. Um, cool. Yeah, nice. Nothing too serious then. No, no, so I don't I think, think there's anything. Very quickly. Yeah. Go on, carry on now. No, I, I don't. I was just saying, I don't think the Justin Ross one was anything massively significant. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was in the. Knee hamstring area is what Andy Reid said. So just you know, give him a few days off, get that checked out, and uh, take him off the precaution that looked at. Yeah, it's kind of no different. They just you get a knock. It's a little bit of a bruise or something. It's sore, but it's all right. See, for me, what I was going to say about this wide receiver call this year, there's not much that teams so far can kind of scheme up for. 
based on what they've seen from the Chiefs before. I mean, because yeah. none of them have played. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you, you've seen you've seen MVS. You know what he can do. You know what he's about. You know how the Chiefs are going to use him as that deep threat. You know, you can probably scheme up for him. Um, and you know, you've got to account for Travis Kelsey. They know they can do that and look back at old tape. There's not a great deal out there on Sky Moore. You know, there's yeah, there was some last year, and that's probably your next best bet. After and Justin Watson. After that. Rice, Ross, Cornell Powell, if he makes it. You know, there's these guys, the guys you've seen nothing from before. You don't really know how the Chiefs are going to use them and how they could use them. So you've got college tape to go on, but you don't know what they've been doing. And certainly in Powell and Ross's case over the last couple of years, you know, being out, of, uh, being out of college, they spent last year on the practice squad. You don't know how the Chiefs have been working with them. You don't know what they've been doing. You don't know the players they've designed for them. So if for me, it's something that I think it's got good potential actually and that's why one of them and again Richard James a new face you don't know how you've not seen Richard James in this, the, the Chiefs' offence so you don't know how players have been schemed up for him so I think for me it's going to be quite an exciting season from a wide receiver perspective and I think I'm banking on one of them having a real breakout season and like I said before I think it's going to be Richard James but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if people look back at the end of the season and say you know what a season that was from Powell, Ross and Rice Yeah I, I think it it reminds me of last season's offense in that when Tyreek Hill left, you didn't know what they were going to do to to counter that and to replace him, and mm. you know were they going to put more emphasis on the run game? Who was going to take the hundred and whatever hundred and thirty targets that Tyreek Hill had had the previous season? You know that what what were they going to do to replace it? Hey, they remained the number one offense and it turned out just fine. And there, there's an element of that with the wide receivers this year in that. You, there's so many question marks about them because you, you just don't know what you've got there. But yeah. like, there's there's upside in all of them, and if a couple of them come off, you know, if, if Rashi Rice and Justin Ross actually turn into proper wide receivers, mm. like, good good luck, everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, I can I can see a situation where both of those walk away with 700 yards each this season, receiving mm. yards, you know, and then you still you've got to account for. MBS for Skymer with Tony if he comes back, you know, because teams haven't seen a lot of Tony. You know, so again, it's very Richard James, throw him into the equation. So it just nobody knows. You could probably, you know, you've got obviously there's going to be odds on people who's the leading wide receiver for the uh, the Chiefs and what their their odds are. Take out Travis Kelsey, obviously, because it's going to be him. But you know, outside of that, where's the yardage going? Is it going to be James? Is it going to be MBS? Is it going to be Moore, Tony, Ross, Rice, Powell? Who's going to make it? into the squad oh. and actually I could see any one of them making a good case for a decent season for a lot of yardage oh and is it a worry that we've just got a bunch of wide receiver threes because that kind, kind um, of semi it partly feels like that's what we were at yeah no it does I, I, I see what you mean but I would say yes if we didn't just win the Super Bowl with a bunch of <laughs> wide receiver twos and threes well um, yeah put it this way we were in a very similar situation last last offseason like you said Neil um and we were worried about the wide receiver that room then I remember us having conversations about how we weren't sure how it was going to pan out weren't sure how the offense would look and whether you know whether Travis Kelsey would get more attention so that would slow him down and blah 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 um and like I said here we are we, we won the Super Bowl so um I'm not. Uh, it's it's hard to say without uh, being um, big-headed, but I, I don't. I don't think I can worry about this Chiefs team with 
Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey on the on on board and healthy. Um, it's it just seems like that they can get over it, and it's an obstacle they can just work around. Um, in the Super Bowl, it was like Andy Reid's incredible like play calling and scheming to get wide receivers completely wide open in the red zone. Um, that, that I think Andy Reid's too smart and Patrick Mahomes is too good um, for it to be too much of an issue. Um, so no, it, um, yeah, in a very short way, uh, no, I'm not particularly worried. I, I think I think we'll find a way to, to win games next year, um, and I think there's enough potential there where some of these guys can can um, you know pick up pace and, and and turn into number one receivers and and to like more um, consistent targets for Patrick Mahomes. So I'm not I'm not too worried at, at this stage anyway. Just want to put a, a hat tip to New Orleans. Uh, A.T. Perry, six receptions for 70 yards. He was one of my draft crushes. Uh, he went in the sixth round at Wake Forest, and I, I repeatedly took him in mock drafts. So it was fantastic to see him holding a touchdown. Um, <laughs> I, re- I really wish we'd had him, but hey-ho, here we are. I've got to throw it out there, actually, that, um, you know, people might not remember, but when we've had these discussions, you know, myself and Neil, I wasn't a fan of A.T. Perry because I thought his hands in college looked absolutely rubbish. And then what he does is he goes and hauls in six of his six targets. So, you know, He's just... big and he's fast and you can't <laughs> teach that. As we said at the time, I can teach you how to catch. I can't teach you to be big and fast. <laughs> so it's true it's true yeah it's the same you know people talk about kind of you've got this prototypical size and weight of people in the nfl and things like that of, of prospects and you know what i've seen from the first game of the the, the texans of a preseason i don't care how small he is you ain't ever going to be able to stop tank dell he has been absolutely outstanding and the guy just gets separation for days i really 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 am disappointed that we missed out on him and didn't take it are you more disappointed on missing out on him or Dalton Kincaid? <laughs> part, well, you know, part of me is going to say, you know, I'm going to say Dalton Kincaid because he was like, he really was my draft crush. And I think he would have been a, an ideal replacement for Travis Kelsey. But, you know, let's see this this next year. We'll, we'll see. We've got a year or two to find that replacement. And maybe Noah Gray steps up and not necessarily in the same kind of Hall of Fame mode as, as Travis was Kelsey's on, but maybe more than adequate enough. Who knows? But yeah, it's, uh, I was just going to add very quickly about the the point about wide receivers as well. And, and are you worried? Um, it sounds again, it's a little bit kind of could it be overconfidence a bit, like kind of Owen gave that health warning of. But you got Patrick Mahomes. You could win the Super Bowl with us three as wide receiver one, two, and three. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was that we'd be the... very athletic. <laughs> I was on a, a podcast, uh, the Quick Snap, I think it was called, um, helping them do like an AFC West preview, and I had to preface when I was talking about the Chiefs, and I did say, I know this is going to sound arrogant, but <laughs> the, the floor is the AFC Championship game, and if Mahomes is healthy, you probably expect to get to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. Deal with it. It's just <laughs> that. And as long as Mahomes is healthy and Andy Reid's calling plays, I don't care about the rest because Mahomes is our quarterback and you don't have him. And that's just <laughs> tough, exactly. that's tough is, look on your part. You, you say that's like arrogant and they're like, you have to like stop yourself from sounding too arrogant. But that is statistically the flaw of Patrick Mahomes. Know, he has still never not made the AFC Championship yeah. game. He's, he's, he's healthy. If you look at any books, like, it's. 
yeah. the floor. Like that is it. It is like you can't dispute it because he's never done any worse oh. than that. I said to the guys like we were a defaults off sides and a second half collapse against Bengals in away from making five straight Super Bowls. Like that's yeah. they're just facts. It's insane, like, isn't it, when you think about it, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, because it sounds terrible. It's just oh, I'm a homer. I'm a Chiefs fan. Blah blah. But it's just reality. It's just what it is. Yeah. Sorry, lads, but. Yeah. We probably you know, you know should it's have good. been. We should have been in five straight Super Bowls. Yeah, you know you're in a good spot where you can sound arrogant when all you do is list facts about your team. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> not hyperbole, isn't it? You know, you're actually you're spitting facts here. Fact. Yeah, and, and everything is statistical, and everyone knows it's facts, yeah. and you still <laughs> sound really arrogant. That's like that's how you know you've got it. That's that's when you know your team's good. <laughs> uh, pretty soon it's going to be the NFC Championship game. And the Patrick Mahomes Championship game, <laughs> not yes. the AFC. It's well, it's just, the it's, it's the Arrowhead Invitational at the moment, isn't it? It is. It is. It's absolute madness. But you know that's, that's the way it is, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's just you, uh, you sound you do you sound a little bit arrogant. But you know what? We've had so long as Chiefs fans, where it's been down season after down season after down season after down season. And you know what? We're allowed to shout about it now. You know, we've had our absolutely. time. We've gone through that heartache. You know, we've gone through this real awful seasons let's shout about it you know what it's not like i say it's not hyperbole it's it's fact it's, it's all there you know people can look at it and go back and see the you know, the stats are there the facts are there so um i i was just i was on the tweet machine on um on the game on was well, sunday sunday i'm trying to think what day yes. it was and um i was in new orleans in 2012 to watch the chiefs beat the saints 27 24 in overtime and we we only won two games that season and let me just give you some of the stats from this game as i very very quickly look them up uh so as jamal charles had like 230 yards rushing uh including 90 odd on one carry but um it, of course, yeah. If I can just find Matt Castle, 26 of 44 for 248 yards and an interception. Uh, yeah, Jamal Charles had 33 carries for 233 yards. Um, Dwayne Bowe, seven receptions for 79, and then it was all downhill from there. Uh, John Baldwin, three <laughs> for 36. Sean Drawn three for 26 and steve breston one for two right that was the offense for your lads <laughs> yeah um, I'm, I'm glad i glad i wasn't a chief fan back, back in those days well, we, we scored we scored one touchdown i think we had a touchdown a safety and then the rest were field goals off the top of my head yeah there was a safety yeah um we kicked like seven or eight field goals uh it was just it's just night and day to where we're at now. Yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, the odds of going out to America to watch Chiefs game and managing to catch the one of two wins that they had that yes. whole season is is a pretty good going. So, uh, well done on that. That's, that's, yeah, that's I, I, I was lucky that because then we went on, we we did like a road trip that year. So we we flew into New Orleans, then we drove up through Alabama and went up to Nashville and then across to great smoky mountains in tennessee and then down through georgia to somewhere on the 
Florida coast on the panhandle bit and then back to New Orleans. And then we went on to KC and we saw the Chiefs lose 9-6 to the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, in an absolute thriller. An absolute so the Chiefs won in week three that year and didn't win again until week 13 when they beat the Panthers 27-21. And that was a 10-game losing streak. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was, that was not a fun season at all. At least there was, a, at least there was one less game that, that season. <laughs> in that 10-game losing streak, they scored 20, 6, 10, 16, 13, 13, 6 and 9 points. Wow, God. There'll be more can, field can, goals than touchdowns. Uh, Owen, you've never seen days like those, have you? Like you, You've not no. witnessed no. that. So the, probably the worst game that I can remember, well, the worst in terms of like just crushing, disappointing performance in the Chiefs was probably the no-touchdown playoff game against the Steelers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was quite an agonising one. Um, no. Or was that? Did, no, we held them to no to no touchdowns. Yeah, they, they scored no touchdowns and still it, beat us. Yeah, yeah. And, st- and still beat us. Yeah, um, yeah, that's probably the, one of the worst ones because you come away from it thinking, how do we still lose that game after um, like keeping them out of the end zone for sixty minutes? Um, a, yeah, that's no probably, and, and maybe games. the maybe the Titans playoff game as well. The Mario catching a touchdown um, from yeah. his own pass game. Um, yeah. But that was more of a second half collapse as well, wasn't it? So forward progress. Yeah, I mean, there's been a few shockers in there. There has been a few shockers. Yeah, that was a forward pro- pro- uh, progress game as well, wasn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, there's been a few shockers in there, but it's not it's not been on a consistent basis. Um, yeah, um, and I'm still the streak, the Broncos streak, still lives for another season as well. Still not seen the Broncos beat us. That that's just the stat which I live by. In fact, when I was on that podcast the other week, I did actually say because they both picked us to lose the Broncos. As like lads, we have fans who've never seen us lose to the Broncos. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it's happening this season. So uh, sorry, lads, but no, you're wrong. I wonder um, how so long it's last. <laughs> Yeah. It, it does need to end soon. Like it is, it's one of those ones where it's like I feel it every season. I'm like, maybe it'll be this year, maybe it'll be this year. Yeah, but that, that's. Um, and I don't know. Russell me, Wilson and Sean Payton together. Anyway. To me, that's the same as the Chargers. Every year, I think the Chargers are going to be good, and then they're not. Like, yeah, that's and so that's true. that's why yeah. I picked the Chargers to win the division last year because I was like, well, they've got to do it at some stage, and if they're not going to do it now, then when are they going to do it? Like, I d- I don't see Denver beating us again until Mahomes retires. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> um, right? We've we've gone way off topic there. Um, Chiefs defense <laughs> against the Saints. My only observation was, you cannot have a linebacker wearing number twenty three, Drew Tranquil. That is not acceptable. And there ends my analysis <laughs> of the defense. <laughs> the one thing I will say is, I think the um, the pass rush got better as the game went on. Um, as as the yes. season threes came out, I think we we our our depth at defensive line looked good against the Saints. Not so much the first team, because um, they did seem to yeah run us run us out of the stadium for the first few drives. But um, yeah, I think the, the the defensive line got better as as the game went on, and I also think um, the first team defense uh, it showed missing Legere Sneed as well because he didn't play did he? Um, no. 
in the first team defense. So I think that showed as well as Chris Jones' absence. But I think the, the, the second and the third team defense didn't play too badly. I, I, quite, I kind of liked watching them play. But Tom, no, the I did. There was no scores. <clears throat> yeah, I did. I did remember I tweeted out a list of like Saints drives, and it basically went punt, punt, interception, punt, 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 field goal, punt, or something like that. Um, yeah. And that was basically once the first team defense came out, then it was actually pretty good. Um, do, does anyone know, just, just to wrap up this game, because we've rambled about it for a while now, does anyone know why we threw it on third down at the end? Like, I I didn't understand. Uh, I'm not going to mention the quarterback's name, and that is purely Voldemort. for Duncan's Just call him Voldemort. Purely for Duncan's <laughs> sake, because he doesn't want us talking about him. But um, I, I couldn't understand. Ended, I agree. I couldn't understand the play call of like I don't know it was third and eight or whatever, but just run the ball and punt it. I don't care. It's preseason. I don't know. It was just I don't know. I can only think that they just knowing it's a nothing game. It's preseason. Just try something that may crop up in the regular season where it does actually matter and you really need to kind of convert and that but you've not got the personnel that you'd be using maybe you could swap them out for the same play call i get it but it was just i don't remember saying at the time it was like an absolute boneheaded call <laughs> so i hate the play call and the execution was even worse yeah <laughs> it, it was very pre-season I'd forgotten how bad preseason football could be. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like going it's, on the park it's the on annual Sunday tradition. Football. Yeah. <laughs> it is the annual tradition, though, of waiting so long for football I that know. when it eventually comes around, you're gagging to watch it. That you will just watch anything, and then it takes one week for <laughs> you to go, "Oh yeah, I remember why I, I don't tend to watch preseason." <laughs> and then next year, it's like, this year will be different. I miss it so much. I'm going to watch all of the preseason. I'm going to love it. And then you never think do. of this. Think of the teams whose season's over, like in start of November, like the Chiefs used to be. And it's like, well, let's look forward to the draft and let's look forward to preseason yeah. because, you know, we, we might have seven, yeah, we might have seven <laughs> games left this season, but they ain't going to work like the 2012 season there, where we're what were we one and twelve after no one and eleven after twelve games, like you know, there's there's nothing to play for there. No. Um, yeah. So you just that the you hope the team loses. Yeah, you hope the team loses if you get the first pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At that point, you're like, oh, do you know what? I don't want to win now. I'd rather just but take the best player available. You get the first pick and it's Eric Fisher. Uh, initially, fair enough, but uh, no, I think he turned out to be a very good player. Not number one it was overall. Just a, it was a bad draft to have the first pick. Yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. Fisher was a was a solid guy. <laughs> he, he was, yeah, he was a he was a fine player over the course of his career. Eventually, <laughs> he started but off possi- badly, but you know. But possibly not what you would be looking for from a number one pick in the draft. Oh yeah, you definitely don't want a fine player as. The you don't want a good le- You don't want a good solid left tackle as your. <laughs> you, you, want you, you want an all pro, yeah, Hall of Fame potential. Yeah, exactly. Tackle. Yeah. I don't think anyone's confusing Eric Fisher with that. And love to Eric Fisher, like, great player, but, yeah. It not, wasn't, to be fair, it wasn't much better than Mitch was. You know, they were both as good yeah. as each other, I think. Um, I think Mitch Schwartz was better. Mitch Schwartz was class. 
Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Mitch, Mitch gets my vote there. Um, moving on, we play this week against somebody late at night. Is it Cardinals this week? It's the Cardinals, it is indeed at 1am. Yeah, 1am on Saturday night, morning. Sunday morning. Oh, uh, you, you know your level of dedication as a fan when you find yourself watching the third stringers at three o'clock in the morning on a Saturday <laughs> night. Um, yep. I, I, I'll not lie. I, I will watch the first half. Um, Cause I, I believe like most of the first team are playing the first half. I'm not sure I'm going to stay up for the second half. I, I'm just putting that out there. I, I may not be watching that, um, but we'll see. Are either of you planning on staying up for all of it? Um, I'm going to be awake, but probably not for the Chiefs game. Uh, I've got a mate's birthday, so if, if I if I happen to still be awake at that time, I might slide it on on my phone and just watch. Pop it on in the background sneakily. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I don't need plans to. But I'm, 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 I might find myself awake at that time with with nothing to do. <laughs> uh, Chris, uh, I am absolutely dedicated to the cause, and I will be watching the whole thing. Because of the fact that, like I said a bit earlier on, I've, um, I'm kind of looking at the the guys who I, I want to see how the guys do who not you know they're not kind of perceived roster locks for me. Um, I've got you know there's people who are on the fringes who would maybe like to see make it. Um, I'd like to see if people kind of almost try and make a case for themselves or whether people look as though they, they kind of putting the final nails in the coffin and that they really aren't making the case for themselves so yeah i've got that um invested interest in the depth and you know being a sucker for seeing some of the rookies as well um and prospects coming out of college given that that's my thing you know, college scouting and things um i'm a yeah sucker for punishment so yes i will be that's dedication folks that take <laughs> taking one for the team there that is watching the cardinals as well as <laughs> As Frank Schwab called them, well, he was on with us, the worst team in football, and he wouldn't be surprised if they lost all 17 games. They are that bad. Well, yeah, they don't have um, anymore. So. <laughs> they don't, and I think Kyler Murray's injured at the start of the season again, isn't he? Well, he um, tore his ACL last year, so he's going to be done for at least 10 weeks of the season, I think. Is Yeah, they're going to be awful. Yeah, if they're zero and ten at that stage, what do you gain by bringing them back? Like, not a not a huge amount. So, well, they're the uh, the bookies' favourites to be picking number one, and potentially number two as well. Uh, and they will take Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison, and then they will start. Yeah. Yes, they will start to be very good again next season. They will indeed, because with those two, you know, just watch this space. So mm. yeah, <laughs> I can see that happening, but. No, I think that's Callum Murray gone, to be honest. Very quickly. Yeah. I think they'll move on. Yeah, a lot of money invested, but I think he's done. Yeah, I think you'd have to. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they have a choice there. Absolutely. Oh, Neil, actually, that's another thing. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's another thing that's happened since the last time I was on. Um, the Hopkins fiasco. I, I, didn't, I didn't get my man. I didn't get DeAndre on the Chiefs. You didn't? No. Um, the Titans, which is a shame. Can't say I'm disappointed. To be honest. <clears throat> I, I wasn't. Yeah, upset. We, I, I love. I, I just. I love him. I've always. He's been one of my favorite players. I think, like I said in the last podcast, it was more so just 
just for my own mm-hmm. early, early NFL fandom of, oh my God, Hopkins now plays for our team. Um, it wasn't a need <laughs> with the wide receiver room we've got. It was just more of a, I want him, I want him. I would have, I would have bought a jersey. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm disappointed. But as a, as a fan, I'm, I'm not, I don't think it'll affect the team too much. Um, he has just gone to the, the wide receiver graveyard of the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> 32 million reasons why you wanted to go there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. well, they're gonna need him. Randy Moss and Julio Jones. It's just yes. where great receivers go to die. Yes. Sad, sad death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, RIP. It is what it is. Um, his career. Yeah. 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 Gone, but not. Gone, <laughs> but not. Music. This is true. You got to mention on our podcast for 30 seconds. He did, yeah. I'm sure he'll be very yeah, happy with that as he counts his $32 million. <laughs> <laughs> one million for every second that we talked about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, right, um, I'm just quickly checking Twitter and Chris Jones has not signed a contract, so... No, nothing. I've just looked. No, no nothing there, so that's fine. Um, anyone got anything else for any more? Before we wrap this no, up, just about covers it. I'm surprised it's been an hour. Is one thing I'll say. Oh, I'm so yeah. An hour. Well done us. I, I was thinking half an hour we would be doing really well. So we, we've strung out 52 minutes and 37 seconds pretty well here right now. Um, I was going to say we were right. talking for a little bit before you hit the record button. So <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, right then, uh, guys. Thanks for your time. Uh, as always, much appreciated. Um, we will be back next week um recovered from the lack of sleep from the cardinals game and looking forward to whoever the last preseason game is i've no idea who that is but i know we're at home and i know it's a six o'clock kickoff i do know that much about it professional uh standards set here lads um right (laughs) that'll do us uh thanks guys um thanks everyone for listening any feedback you give us much appreciated uh any reviews or anything that'll be great uh, if you give us five stars ratings, that'd be fantastic. Um, we'll say from one gingham to another, goodbye for now. <laughs>